Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! for some chin music. Hey, um, how about a warning? Sure. Watch out you don't get killed. <laughs> because sometimes in baseball, you've got to send a strong message, especially when someone has it coming. Each Saturday, David and Bruce come in high and tight with a response to something that deserves one, like this. Yeah, I heard it. he said that in, uh, Surprises said that his opinion welcome, it also carries weight. This guy's experienced. Um, so I'll ask him about it. Usually that's better said in, in the clubhouse for your teammates. I, I think it's, it's a curious statement. Um, it's, better to, it's better to be discussed with the family. If there's a problem, we straighten it out. That was Tony Larusa uh, responding to Johnny Cueto's comments about the White Sox needing more fire. David Hall, Bruce Levine, inside the clubhouse here, Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score. This is one of our favorite segments, chin music. And I think to me, Bruce Tony put himself right in, in the line of fire there. Johnny Cueto said this: "We can't get comfortable. We need to go out and play and play hard and show what we can do. We need to fight." We need to show the fire that we have, if we have any. And that was through a Billy Russo, the interpreter. And Johnny Cueto is a veteran who has been uh, very well accomplished and has a World Series ring and knows, knows about winning and what a winning clubhouse feels like. I think Tony La Russa should have, uh, he omitted two words from what he said about Johnny Cueto's comments. And they were, thank you. Thank you, Johnny Cueto, for saying what everybody watching this lethargic team is thinking. They do need something. They are too comfortable. And thank goodness somebody finally noticed and spoke up. Let's hear from uh, Lucas Giolito, who I talked to yesterday about uh, the Johnny Cueto comment and what his thoughts were.
All right, uh, we're having some technical issues uh, with the Giolito beat, but 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 uh, you know, in, in essence, you know, uh, he's gotten some support from his teammates, and G- and uh, let's let's go back and listen to Lucas Giolito on uh, Johnny Cueto's comments. You know, I saw what Johnny said, and yeah, I hear I hear where he's coming from because I feel like sometimes I th- I feel like sometimes. Um, it's it's important for us to play with passion and, and high level of energy because when, when we do that, then uh, we put ourselves in a much better position to win that given game. You have to have fun and uh, bring energy when playing so many close games or you know, behind in so many. Um, it's definitely it's definitely harder to create a you know a fun and energetic environment. You know, if you if you like go down early in a game or something like that, um, because now you're climbing back. But uh, you know, good teams are able to uh, you know come together and and uh, you know you know everyone kind of pulling from the same rope. Uh, you know, trying to trying to bring the best out of themselves, bring the best out of, of out of each other. I mean, that's all you can really do. Tony's uh, suggestion at the game was, uh, keep, you know, we should keep these things in-house and work things together. You know, that's, that's how teams do it. You, you concur? Or he, he also said, you know, Jenny has every right in the world to say whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I commend Johnny for speaking honestly about how he felt. Um, you know, at the same time, I see the other side of like, you know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to talk about everything, uh, and, and uh, so, you know, I think there's there's a fine line somewhere, uh, but at the same time, like, I think it's good to be honest. Yeah. Thanks. Good to be honest, Bruce. What was your takeaway from talking to Lucas Giolito in light of those Cueto comments? Well, you know, having interviewed uh, athletes for over 40 years, I the hesitation and the choosing of words stood out to me because Lucas is a very, very well-thought-out guy, very bright guy, but he was being very careful and at the same time being very honest. Uh, I, I think I think what he was saying was, I applaud, um, I applaud Johnny Cueto for saying what he said, it's probably something we all think in here from time to time. This is, you know, this is me, uh, you know, interpreting it. But David, that that's what I got out of it, and that, uh, you know, uh, we should be careful and respectful of each other. But damn it, it's 110 games in, and we're not showing that fire that we need to to win every ball game. It just doesn't appear to be there all the time. And all Cueto was essentially doing was asking a rhetorical question, and I think maybe the implication was a challenge, but it wasn't really a direct one. It wasn't like, we need to have everybody look with – and he, he could have been stronger, Bruce. I thought it was a real mild challenge to uh, teammates, well, if you will, a public declaration. It, it, it was very reminiscent of uh, Nick Castellanos coming in with the Cubs uh, – four years ago, and he, he, he brought tremendous energy and a great bat to the team. But he, he stated flat out at that time, 
where is the energy on this team? I don't see the buzz, you know. Well, uh, and 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 Cueto is pretty much an outsider as well, having not been with the team in spring training. And he is also uh, saying, <clears throat> which I agree with, I don't see the fire every night in this team, and we need to show a little bit more. I don't see anything wrong with it. I think uh, what Larusa said was, you have to be cautious about that, but at the same time said, you know, he has every right to say it. So that was kind of a mixed message there. But from my perspective, uh, this has nothing to do with Larusa. This is on the players. Well, players okay. Have to we be kind there. of disagree there. Let, let me well, let me respond uh, to what you just said. You know, about... this isn't this isn't high school baseball. These are professional players. All right. First of all, the difference between Castellanos saying what he said with the Cubs when he came. And Cueto saying what he did this week is that Castellanos was similarly an outsider making an observation. He wasn't here as long, but also the Cubs, that core, had actually won something. So him coming in and making that diagnosis was like, all right, who are you? I get it, and it was not necessarily wrong, but I could understand why guys with the World Series rings in the Cub clubhouse would be looking at this guy thinking, well, you know what? We might know a little bit better because we've actually been in a parade well, here. Guess what? We're at, they were wrong. He well, was hold right. Hold on. I'm, I'm not saying they were. I'm saying, yeah, he, they were wrong. And, but, but in that context, in that moment, they were right to push back because they felt like they had proven something. This White Sox team hasn't proven a darn thing. They haven't proven the, the, anything. The Cubs Bruce, hadn't proved anything. anything that year. David, the, the Cubs hadn't proved anything for a few years after that, and that's why Castellanos had to be brought in. Because they needed more firepower. They needed someone with a little bit of uh, a moxie to go along okay, with it. Okay, but my and point, Bruce, let's not get down in the weeds here, okay? I'm saying that they had more reason to be somewhat offended, if you will, than this White Sox group who has Johnny Cueto with the World Series ring in his background. He's a proven winner. He's a veteran who's savvy, and he is making this sort of comment that should not have been questioned by the manager, should have been supported and encouraged and, and, and amplified because, you know what, I, I, don't, I disagree here. The White Sox do have players who are responsible for their own self-motivation, but it takes a leader to get the most out of these guys. Ozzie Guillen said it on the postgame on NBC Sports Chicago, and I would echo it here this morning. The White Sox players need somebody to show them how and to get the most out of them. That's not the manager. Yeah, that, that's I, not I, what's happening I, now. I, I, I couldn't disagree with you more on that. Because, again, we're 110 games into the season, okay? They're not replacing the manager. And these are professional players that have already won 93 games and a division last year. We weren't talking about any fire under La Russa last year, okay? We're talking about whether he would fit in with the team or not. Obviously, he did. They won a division. Uh, they got injured. They were poor in the second half. Their offense sputtered it's continued to sputter from the middle of last summer all the way through now they don't hit home runs they don't manufacture runs they have to pitch games where they the other team only scores one or two runs for them to be able to win ball games i mean it's 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 a it's incumbent upon the players to get it done we That's can't true. cry about the manager or coaching right now all we can well, say is cueto is calling out his teammates to show a little bit more passion and I think that's great. Passion means focus. Focus means concentration. Concentration leads to not making mental mistakes on the bases, in the field, catching grounders, throwing to the right base, hitting the cutoff man, for goodness sakes. 
These are so things that are fundamental baseball things. Is that LaRusso or the player's fault? It starts at the top. Bruce, you're describing a world free of accountability, and I don't live in that world and don't I, want I, to. Because you're, you're, you're 100% wrong, David, because the accountability is on the players. These are accomplished players that have gone to the playoffs two years in a row. For the most part, it's the same team, okay? Where is that this year? Have they, have they forgotten how to play baseball, winning baseball? The manager managed them to the division last year. So where is the accountability for the players this year? Well, I think that's – this is a collective – there's enough responsibility and blame to go around, and if they don't get to the playoffs and they don't win a playoff series, there will be enough account- accountability and people paying for Fine. it in ways that may be you know, w- with their jobs. But right now – I think we're talking about job descriptions, and players must produce. You have to hit, you have to pitch, you have to field, whatever your job is. And as a manager, you have to lead. And leadership means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. I'm questioning, I am questioning, not you, this is me, questioning the leadership quality that Tony La Russa has provided because I do think that it has created a very sleepy environment and has been very tolerant of, of, of lazy players who don't hustle down the and I think everything is related. When you have when you have everybody encouraged to go 75 80%, you're going to get a team that looks lethargic and when they don't hit that, it's amplified. That's not Tony, that's not Tony's message. That's a message from the front office and the medicals. Okay? If you're a manager, you're trying to interpret what the front office and the medical people say to you and then tra- take that message down to the players and tell them be smart about what you do. And in, in, in the interpretation, what has been lost is players don't really seem to know when to turn it on, when to turn it off. I get that because these are world-class baseball players that have only known one thing in their lives, and that is to give com- complete hustle and, and go full out. So from, from, from my perspective, they're lost in translation. And you can mock me for this, Bruce, but here, here, here's, what I, here's what I think. When I watched the Cubs on Thursday in Iowa and I heard David Ross talk about being so excited, having so much enthusiasm, he wanted to run to the team photo. Okay, I want my manager being that guy for the right team. I want my manager to be so enthusiastic and aggressive every day that he gets into the clubhouse, that it's infectious, that it spreads throughout uh, uh, every, oh, to it. every player. It. And and you know what? Why are the Cubs playing harder than the White Sox when they right. have nothing to play for? So, so it should be AJ Hinch then. If you want to go back and re- that's revisionist no, history, no, you I'm can't saying, have AJ Hinch. Saying, yeah, it should I'm, have been AJ Hinch. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Ten out of ten times. Team right now? Where is his team right now? Well, you know what? They stink too. Okay, they are, but they don't have the roster the White Sox have. You're oh. comparing apples and oranges. You know what? The, the White owner, Sox have a playoff the owner, roster. The owner would disagree with you because he just fired the general manager this week. Okay, so uh, so there's some disagreement on that. Look, I think this is a, a real viable conversation. I tremendously respect your opinion on this, but you know this transcends Tony Larusa. Transcends Tony Larusa. This is about. I- players getting the most out of their ability that are not in high school, that are not in college, that are not in the minor leagues, that have already accomplished some things here in Major League Baseball. And for some reason, outside of injury, they're not accomplishing very much this year. 
And I want to be fair too, Bruce, because I, I do think that Tony La Russa is a Hall of Fame manager, and these are things that, that, that comes <laughs> and affords him the respect. But I think that what we, big picture, expected out of a Tony La Russa team was an attention to detail, a, a, a focused intensity, and that kind of consistent approach. And I think more than anything, we can blame the players individually, and certainly they have fallen short. But collectively, you haven't seen what I just described that I wanted to see what we expected out of a Tony La Russa baseball team. This is sloppy. They are, they are not that kind of team. They can be lazy, and they can be confounding, and that is why they are where they are in the standings. A short version of this would be they paid some players a lot of money too early. They paid some players a lot of money incorrectly, and they're not getting much out of it. I think they're, if the White Sox do not do or do not make the playoffs, regardless, there's going to be changes all over the place. I guarantee you that because I've heard it and I've heard it talked uh, on the South Side. There will be a lot of changes in the offseason, regardless of the outcome for this team this year. Let, let's go finish with that thought because I know we want to get to the break, but I just want to reiterate that. I said earlier this week on the Mullion Haw Show that if this doesn't go well for the White Sox, that it would not surprise me at all if the way this roster was put together, the way that the games were managed and executed, and basically some of the players who fell short of expectations – if you had a long list of people who would be held accountable, I think it may start with the general manager and not end there. Bruce, do you agree that everybody might have reason to be worried about their job security if things don't go well for the White Sox this year? 100%. And I'll give you, I'll give you my short-term, long-term view of the White Sox. Tim Anderson was not the same energizer for this team this year. For whatever reason, and I, you know, I don't go home with him after the games and I don't care to know what his life is all about outside of there. For whatever reason, that has not been there. I'm not laying this on Timmy Anderson. The guy hits 300, falling out of bed. I'm a huge Timmy Anderson fan. But I'm telling you that if Timmy Anderson is one of the leaders on this team, you know, his energy level just hasn't been what it had been in the past. And I think for us not to identify that, we, believe, we talk about leaders in sports all the time. If a leader in sport is, sports is having an off year when it comes to leadership, which is okay because he's a human being, that's fine. But it, it can impact the team. And I think this team is, you know, when you look at the manager, he, he certainly has to be responsible for uh, uh, this team not performing well. He will be held accountable. He should be held accountable. But you have to hold accountable the players that you call leaders. You have to call them, you have to, call them to the, the front and say, where is your leadership? Where is your energy? And it's not just Tim Anderson. There's a lot of other players on this team that just haven't lived up to the expectations. Well put, Bruce. I respect where you're coming from. I think our disagreements are, are good conversation because there's a lot to say about this White Sox season, where it's headed and where uh, it has already been. And we are going to talk Cubs with Ron Coomer because he was in Dyersville, Iowa, and he can tell you about how a foul ball ended up in the booth and broke a light bulb, and him and Pat Hughes and Zach ran for ducked for cover, and that was a funny moment <laughs> uh, here on the score. Also, Bruce, I need to tell you, uh, obviously, the Bears start their season today, the preseason opener against the Chiefs at Soldier Field along the lakefront, and you know what? 
This week we started a new podcast here at Odyssey and the Score. Myself and Dan Wiederer every week during the preseason and twice a week during the season. It's called Take the North. It will be uh, dropped on wherever you get your podcast, but the Odyssey uh, app, you can have access to that. Take the North is a play on the Ryan Poles declaration when he took the job. He vowed to take the North, and we will hold him to that. Every week, Dan and I will break it down, and that was a lot of fun. Our first episode already out there. It dropped on Friday. Looking forward to doing that all season long here on The Score with Dan Weeder. But when we come back, a man among men, Ron Coomer, The Score's very own here on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 670 the score we're back with more inside the clubhouse with bruce levine and david haw on sports radio 670 the score and 670 the score.com a radio.com sports station presented by bet rivers sportsbook The missile coming into the booth, it was a little high for us to catch, uh, about 10 feet over our head. But You start looking and you go, he's on a winning team, does a lot. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my. We 
almost got a ball. It was right above us, but it took out a light. It smashed the light above the two of you and then ricocheted out of the booth, yeah. and I didn't want to dive on top of the desk where you guys are broadcasting. Aristides Aquino hits a high fly ball to shallow center. Coming in as Morel. He's got it. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. That was from Thursday night as Ron Coomer, Pat Hughes, and Zach Zaidman were broadcasting. The ball goes into the booth, breaks a light bulb, and all hell broke loose. And Ron Coomer was there to kind of keep everybody calm and keep everybody safe. And now he joins us on the guest hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Good morning, Coom. Day off, you okay? Any shrapnel wounds anywhere? No, we're just fine. I told you the yesterday morning. It's just a baseball day. No big deal, you know. But some guys, you know, had a hard time getting out from under their table in front of them and, you know. My partner just kept calling the game, which was the right thing to do. But we had some other guys that got a little nervous. It was kind of funny, actually. <laughs> we we might know know who those other guys are. Yeah, the one guy that laughs, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Bruce didn't want to dive on top of the table. That's because he was under the table. <laughs> hey, Coom, uh, when you look at when you look at the game itself and the experience, what what was that like for you? Uh, it was very good. Uh, way, way better than I anticipated, to be quite honest with you. Um, when you play in some of those games or you do the exhibitions or things like that, it's just as a regular season game. It's not always the case that things are set up the way they should be or everything works pretty well or the facilities are great or, you know, there's always some things that are, you know, you just get overlooked and you just one day and you just move on. I think Major League Baseball and the people in Iowa uh, did a very good job. Of the facilities were phenomenal. They took care of the players to make sure they were comfortable and able to play a regular game. The place itself is just a wow on game day. Uh, that was very, very enjoyable with a lot of fans and fan interaction. Uh, the playing surface, Bruce, to me is a very key thing because this is a big league game and it should be treated as such. And the playing surface was outstanding. It was very, very um, well done. So I really don't have – there's not one negative thing I could say. Uh, it was a very positive, very long day for all of us, for both teams. But it was a very good day. And I think Major League Baseball uh, should be proud of themselves by the way they they did that. And fan interaction, I, I just thought it was well done. And uh, great, great for the fans and from what I've heard. Great viewing, and, and uh, we enjoyed broadcasting it. It's great to hear that, Coom. And, and I think if you let's take a step back and, and zoom out a little bit. Moving forward, obviously, the, they're not going back there next year. We heard those news reports on, on Thursday night and Friday morning. And I do wonder, it is draining. The Cubs had a day off scheduled uh, on Friday to, in the Reds to recover, maybe to give them some time. You said how long of a day it was. Moving forward, is it how, how does Major League Baseball weigh the value and the benefits of what you just described? And maybe whether it's Dyersville, Iowa, or Williamsport, Pennsylvania, or any sort of smallish venue which represents an exhibition-like experience during the midst of a 162-game season, how would you weigh the pros and cons? And would you like to see more events, perhaps, 
like what you experienced on Thursday added to the major league schedule? Um, I, I would say I would not like more events, to be quite honest. I, I, I think for, for a team, um, it is, it's very difficult. If you are a contending team and you're playing to go to the playoffs and you're in August, this is this is a tough time of year for everybody. Everyone's tired. Everybody's banged up a little bit. So it's it's difficult. And the last thing you want to do is make it worse for the players by throwing something else in. So um, having one a year, okay, fine for two teams or just a couple things a year, that's one thing. But I would be careful of, of getting getting too over the top with a lot of these, you know, games that aren't being played uh, on a normal schedule. Uh, yesterday, for instance, we, we didn't get here to the hotel till till 3.15, you know, the, the day, the night of. So, you know, so you go into the off day, you don't go to bed till four in the morning. That's, you know, that's not conducive to the big league schedule. You're just, you know, you're almost up 24 hours. So I, I just, I'm not a, not a fan of all that, but it was a great experience. Some of that was good. I did not have a very good experience when we went to Williamsport. That was what I was judging it on and that, and it's not, it has nothing to do with the little league world series, but I just thought major league baseball a few years ago, really dropped the ball and did not do what they needed to do to prepare that area for a major league game. And that just was not very good. Once the game actually started and the kids got back to the ballpark and the kids were around the major league game, it was fine. But if you're going to do those things, you've got to make sure that you have facilities prepared for everybody to to do a major league game and play a major league game. And I didn't think they did a very good job at that when we went to Williamsport. Coom, uh, uh, Jesse Rogers of ESPN.com reached out to Tom Ricketts and got a response this week uh, saying that uh, the Cubs will spend money, they will be in free agency. But he reiterated uh, what I've been saying his mantra has been for the last uh, three years now, and that is the team must be built through the minor league system. It, it must be there. But that said, uh, I'm wondering what you think uh, it will take being a former major leaguer and an all-star uh, to in, in, entice players to come to Chicago. Uh, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic had a story last week that uh, the Cubs will be very active against uh, trying to get one of the top shortstops out there. He mentioned Correa's name again, who has an opt-out in his contract. Uh, what will entice Correa this time around to come to the Cubs who are rebuilding when uh, philosophically he stated flat out, I, I wasn't going to a rebuilding uh, team at this point in my career? Well, I think that that statement of not going to a team that's rebuilding um, is going to ring true for all the major free agents um, that that are out there this year. So you're going to have to show that you're, you know, that you're willing to to get in the market for a couple guys, right? It, that's the key. And then plus, you know, the the guys that you currently have, you know, if the Cubs like right now, they're on a little bit of a winning streak, and you've got some things going your way right now and they're playing pretty good baseball. Um, you've got some guys that you know you're going to keep. That that was the biggest thing in 14 going into the, the 15 season when the Cubs were looking 
to free agency. One, they signed a high-profile manager in Joe Madden, and they got a high-profile pitcher um, in John Lester. And having a nucleus of some guys that could play uh, and were going to be all-star players, that really helped, right? And and then you you add the manager. Well, the Cubs have a manager that most guys are going to know, played in the World Series, or a couple of them, and won. And so that part is kind of covered with David. The other thing is you're going to have to show some of these guys in the recruiting process that you are going after not just them, but maybe another high-profile free agent. And you have Warner. You've got some things that are already in place to where you're going to be a competitive team. So that, to me, is the biggest thing. If you're, if you're a high-level free agent, you've got to show them that you are, you're competitive um, when they step on the field. Kuma, respect your opinion, and I wanted to, I don't want to lead you down a path you don't want to go, but I I find it interesting. The Cubs are playing winning baseball, and unlike last year at this time where things started to go south, they didn't have talent, and certainly they they looked like they had lost all the life after the the trading of all those big names and, and great players. This year, since the All-Star break, they are winning. And I wonder, what is the connection between teams that play as hard as the Cubs clearly are playing? You know, we talk about hustle in this town and what the White Sox don't have. It seems like the Cubs certainly do. And the manager's role in, in instilling this atmosphere where everyone's held accountable to play at a certain level of intensity. And I think you see it with the Cubs. You don't see it necessarily with the White Sox. And I just wonder what role has that played in the Cubs' kind of surge here lately well i don't get to see the white Sox, david nearly as much as i'd like to obviously just because of our own schedule so i can't speak on them um but i can't speak on what the cubs do and i and i believe if if our guys didn't hustle and run balls out and that's happened a couple times this year right that has happened and it hasn't gotten a lot of news um, and a lot of talk because I think it gets cleared up right away, right? I, I think the manager, um, that's, that's not acceptable. And, I, you know, so I don't make a big thing of it because it doesn't happen too often. And I, I believe, you know, David is a really nice guy, but there, he definitely has that real fiery side to him. When you watched him play, you, you saw that daily. Um, so there is that there's that side of him that's there, and there's a certain um, way you play. And I also think with the Cubs, and I'm not speaking against any other team, in particular the White Sox, but I can just speak for the Cubs because I'm there every day. You have players that that is their way of playing. You watch um, Nico, you watch Ian Happ, you watch Contreras, you watch some of these guys. Now, Wilson at times – because I, I believe he's banged up at times. They tell him to take it easy running and not get too over, you know, get too crazy about trying to, to take extra bases and overdo it. But, you know, these guys, you look at Ian and, and Nico and Wizard and some of these guys, they, they hustle. If they don't, it's been talked about and, and it's been addressed. And I don't think it's been addressed to where everybody hears about it. But I think it's been addressed, and, and to me, that's the positive um, that, that David brings to the table. I really do. 
David and I are going to have a segment uh, after you're off, Coom, about uh, uh, Fernando Tatis. I want to get your thoughts uh, because mm-hmm. if you're marketing a, a guy like this as one of your great young players, and number one, you ignore the fact that he uh, he breaks his wrist in a motorcycle accident in the off season where he's where the team could have broken the contract right then and there and said, see you later. We don't owe you 300 million anymore. They ignored that. Now, uh, a, taking a uh, banned drug and being uh, suspended for 80 games. What, what, what are you, what are your thoughts? Uh, and what, what type of message is that if, if baseball is marketing their great young players, uh, is, is this a uh, you know a black eye on the sport and a black eye on where they're going uh, with uh, promoting a player like this? Well, I, I sure would say yes, absolutely. It's a sad thing. I mean, you know, he's been rewarded for his play by you know getting one of the largest contracts in our game's history, right? And and you know you're you know he's a very young guy. We know that and he's. You know, it's just sad, I think, and it really is bad for our game. I'm, I'm telling you, you know, the, the steroid issue, think, think of the lingering effects that it had and still has on our game uh, of that time period that guys are still not in the Hall of Fame, that their performance on the field absolutely warranted them to be in the Hall of Fame, but they're not. And now you still have this issue. Um, and I, I believe, like with the commissioner's office, okay, then do something about it so we can fix it. Don't just keep putting a Band-Aid over this issue, right? I mean, dang, and you wonder how how much of this is going on, right? If a guy gets injured and you're you're taking a substance that we all know helps you get back on the field quicker, um, you got to do something about it, and you got to make the punishment harsh. And that way, it just eliminates the problem. If if you if you keep eighty games, and he's going to come back as a better player, and the reason why I say that is because he's been on the juice, and he's going to be bigger, stronger, faster. So he's got an eighty game suspension, and now he's going to be a better player. You know, if you if you take away a full year of salary and take him out for a year, boy, that's a tough one. Now you're you know that's that's a little different, um, but. Right now, this is it's a sad thing. And, you know, you look at if you're the San Diego fans right now and you're San Diego Padres, you you invest in this young guy. He breaks his wrist on a motorcycle doing wheelies is what I've heard. And then you take a banned substance, and now you're not going to play the entire season when the organization's gone out and tried to do everything in their power to be a playoff contender. And you're their star player, and you're not going to play all year. That's That's... That's a tough one, man. That's really tough. Well put, Coom. 60 seconds. We know you are in Cincinnati tonight. Pre-game here on the score, 5 o'clock. Adrian Sampson versus Graham Ashcraft for the Reds. You're in the great uh, American small park. So if the Cubs <laughs> uh, continue their momentum tonight, what will they be doing? What's the context for this evening? Uh, I, I think first and foremost it's, it's on Sampson, right? Sampson's going to start tonight. Dominant with his fastball. If he can, if he can continue doing what he's been doing, I, I'm a fan, a uh, big fan of him. He's going to pitch in our league for a while. I, I really believe that. 
He's got a good fastball. He's not afraid to use it. Um, and he'll – if he commands the fastball tonight, it's going to be a good game for the Cubs once again. Uh, Cubs have to pitch it, right? They, they've been pitching incredibly well. You know, they're not a high-powered offense, and, you know, they've, they've, they've done such a great job on the mound. you just got to keep that going. This is one of the best hitters ballparks in all of baseball. You're the best, Coom. Thanks for getting up for us. And I hope you enjoyed your day off, and we will look forward to hearing you tonight on The Score. Absolutely, guys. Always great to talk to you and Bruce on a, on a Saturday. Ron Coomer, care, Cubs analyst in the booth, and he will be in the booth tonight with Pat and Zach. Again, pregame and the score here at 5 o'clock, Cubs and Reds after that. All right, final segment, Bruce. We talked about it. You teased it. Fernando Tatis Jr., 80 games. What does it mean to the Padres? What does it mean to Major League Baseball? Inside the Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Very disappointed. That's, uh, you know, the second time we've been disappointed with him, and it was just, you know, you hope he grows up and, you know, learns from this and learns that it's not just, you know, it's about more than just him right now. No, look at this clubhouse. We really don't need anybody else. It would be nice to have somebody else, but we don't need anybody else. we got everyone we need right here. Welcome back inside the clubhouse. Bruce Levine, David Hoff, final segment. Michael Clevenger last night, that was about the Padres' reaction to the Fernando Tatis Jr. news, 80-game suspension, Bruce. That was a blockbuster of a news story dumped on a Friday but apparently in the works for a while, 23-year-old superstar shortstop now unable to finish this season or play at all after missing the bulk of it with an accident, as Coom, uh, Ron Coomer alluded to, uh, a motorcycle accident. Careless immaturity had led to these bad decisions, and now the Padres, who went out at the trade deadline and sacrificed much of their future for the present in getting Josh Hader and Juan Soto, Paying the price for Fernando Tatis Jr.'s uh, immaturity, basically. Bad for the game. Guess how many games Fernando Tatis has played in the major leagues. He came up in 2019. So 
that I'll give you. Hmm. Two seasons were I, I not even two full two seasons. I don't think 273 Bruce, baseball games. Wow. 273. And after listen to this after 153 that organization gave him a 300 million dollar contract last year okay 153 from 19 and 20 okay 20 wasn't his fault because it was a it was a shortened season okay but this is a problem beyond fernando tatis this was this is a problem with an organization uh, giving somebody three hundred million dollars who has all the talent in the world, one of the be- greatest young players in, to come into the game uh, physically uh, in the last you know thirty years or so, and they give him three hundred million dollars when they still have six years or five and a half years, five years of contract control left something's wrong in the whole thing okay you're giving a young guy who really doesn't you know couldn't even uh, go to the go to a, a a bar and order a beer uh until last year this kind of money in advance and uh and what you're getting is uh, you're, you're getting paid back for not looking at the makeup of the individual and what you were doing when you gave uh, somebody 21 years of age $300 million. Cautionary tale, Bruce. I think you didn't, this is for the same franchise that just gave up so much for Juan Soto at 23, who seems to be more mature and accomplished and polished than maybe a Tatis Jr. It also makes you think, I guess uh, we can joke around, but boy, did the White Sox see something uh, about Tatis Jr.'s no, immaturity when they dealt him in the James Shields trade? I, they are I don't now know. Probably... He, was, he was 17 at the time, right? I know. But hey, <laughs> you, know. you know, when you know, you know, right? Maybe Rick Hahn was on to something. We need, do we need to give him a little credit? Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Okay. Uh, just it's, to... a, it's, a, it's an ugly story for baseball, really. It is bad for the game. I was just trying to localize it, have a little fun. Bruce, this was a lot of fun. After us, stay tuned. Steve Rosenblum is on until 2 o'clock. His guests include Chris Emma and Mark Gonzalez. The Bears kick off today at noon on the lakefront. Bruce, this has a lot, been a lot of fun. We have some people to thank. We absolutely do. Uh, Sean, our producer, uh, thank you so much for a job well done. Uh, David Axelrod, our good friend, and will be returning to Inside the Clubhouse soon. Great job there. Also, Ron Coomer joining us. People can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine on our website, 670thescore.com, where I write Cubs and Sox all week long. David, look forward to maybe talking to you, but a big event for you next Saturday. Looking forward to you and Molly being in Las Vegas. We'll be in Vegas. We're leaving on Thursday night. We'll be there Friday and Saturday from Circa. Bruce, this has been a lot of fun arguing, debating, talking baseball. I will be back Monday morning, 5.30, Mully and Haw. Stay tuned right here on The Score. Steve Rosenblum is next. Thanks for listening inside the clubhouse. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.